Hey, everybody. Good to see you here. This is another episode of Ask the Bootmaker. And today, I have a very special guest, Chase DeForest of Chase Custom Boots. I hope you guys are excited about this as I am. It's always fun to talk to bootmakers. We got Chase in the waiting room right now. So let's get her in here and get this discussion going. Hi. Hey, Chase, how's it going? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Great. It's good to see you in your awesome studio. This looks spectacular. Yeah, thanks so much. I know I got the backdrop all framed, right? It's perfect. You're a pro at this. <laughs> With just me hiding in the corner. <laughs> Love it. How are you doing today? Yeah, no, it's almost 80 degrees here. It's beautiful and warm. It's incredible. Nice. Yeah, it's an it's it's warm up here in Boston too, a little bit warmer than I expected, but I'm not complaining about it, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on uh, Ask the Bootmaker. It's always fun to do these interviews with professionals like yourself. I'm wondering if you can get us started uh with a little bit of an intro and also how you got interested in your career in custom cowboy boots. Well, I was raised on a farm and my family showed horses. So, you know, the riding uh, Western tack thing started there. Uh, I studied art in college, um, was always a creative kid in general prior to that and um, ended up being a furniture maker for a couple decades, custom, custom designed for private clients type of furniture maker. And I met a custom cowboy boot maker at a party. And, and, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> wow, I love it. So you had such a good conversation with this boot maker at the party. It just got you intrigued and you followed the rabbit hole down to where you are today. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, I'd never, I was kind of flummoxed. I was like, I, you know, raised on a farm, wearing boots, working in a craft industry, reading all the megs, like how have I never heard of custom cowboy boot makers? It's totally something that I should have known about, um, but I didn't. So I started doing the research and, and kind of liked what I found, which just was how, what a sort of small world it was, what a kind of um, cultish underground world in a lot of ways. It's not something you go to school to study necessarily. I mean, I think you used to be able to go to community colleges in Texas, they'd have programs, but those have all gone the way of the dinosaur. Um, and you know, there's not really published books and you can't, can't really just watch YouTube videos and figure out how to do it. Um, you know, bless Lisa Sorrell and all the people that have great information up about that, but to actually piece all of those together to be able to construct a boot would be pretty, um, pretty tricky to do, so. But everybody knows them, right? You know, cowboy boots, they're iconic. Everybody wants a pair. And so sort of an interesting dynamic of things going on in the profession I found interesting. For real. Is there a, a point that stuck out to you where there was this moment when you were doing your research and you really were sold on custom cowboy boots because of like this one fact 
was there that moment for you or it was just a, a combination of everything that you were taking in? No, I, I went to take a two week course when I learned about it and I, I thought, well, I want to make a pair. I went and took a two week course. And when I was done, I thought, that's it. I'm going to, I'm giving up wood for leather and I'm, I'm going to leave furniture and start making boots. So it was kind of the whole experience of it and the way that it tied to my background and it was a much more forgiving medium in a way than furniture making, you know, cause that's a, it's shop space is expensive. Tools are dangerous. Furniture's cumbersome. It's hard to ship. You're competing with Ikea. It's hard to exhibit. Like there's kind of all these limiting factors I found. And um, sorry about the car noise. I don't know if you can hear that, but. Um, no worries. It's very organic. I'm not, well, I'm not so worried about so, it at all. It's so warm out. I have both of my windows open, you know, it's, it's seriously hot in here. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, it just was a much um, better medium, Let, you know, smaller studio space, smaller tools. And, you know, you weren't with the boot, you're not um, recreating the wheel every time, right? The boot structure is always the same. Um, but as to what you put on it, that's where all the creativity comes in, as opposed to furniture, you know, if you would do different joinery every time, or you could make cabinets or chairs or tables, like, you know, it's all different. And so it was uh, a lot slower of a process. So you like the rules that cowboy boots and making cowboy boots gives you rather than the freedom of just starting out and, oh, I'm going to build a table, but it's going to look like this. Um, instead, a boot has to look like a boot. Is that it? Um, it? It was just one. It's just one of the things that was appealing about it as a medium, is that I, I, you know, the I didn't need to uh, reconsider the structure of it every time. That's that's a continual gotcha. thing, you know. There's a, I mean, you can make a gotcha. couple of different That's, kinds of boots. There's different ways to make them, but in general, it's basically the same concept. Yep. That's, that's sort of what I like about music is that it has rules. You have to, mm -hmm. you have to um, obey those rules in order to have what is a song. You know, you just can't go all John Cage all the time. Um, you have to have a time signature. You got to have a chord progression. It, it needs rules. And I feel like, creativity really uh finds it really flies when you have to obey rules in a structure of something would you agree on that for what you know for what i know about music having played trumpet as a kid <laughs> but i mean you know nice. it's like uh it's uh you know what is jazz it's finding improv improvisation off of some basic tenets i mean I, I might liken cowboy boots to that, or maybe bluegrass or folk music in this situation. <laughs> no <laughs> every doubt. Love every it. genre has room for improvisation, right? Mm -hmm. No doubt. So coming from the furniture world, uh, was there anything that influenced you in your cowboy boot career that you learned in uh, making furniture? I mean, I would say that I was um, able to go to it relatively easy because both mediums deal with function and they're both structural. They share a little bit of tool language, you know, some of the hand tools, the power tools, a little bit sanders, things like that. 
So there's just enough of an overlap that it was a good medium to segue into. Love it. So when you were apprenticing, um, now did you apprentice with the person who you met at the party or did you find somebody else to apprentice with? Yeah, so I merely met the person at the party, didn't uh, study with them. I went and um, took one of Carl Chapel's two-week bootmaking courses, um, which is fabulous. And, uh, you know, also a little sad because Carl Chapel has passed away in the past month or six weeks. Um, but then after that, I went to Wyoming and apprenticed with a couple who um, make boots there. So I, I, you know, after I made my first pair with Carl, I realized like, oh my God, I can never do this again. Like, wait, what? You know, I mean, it was, I, I knew just enough to maybe be a little bit dangerous, but I needed to go and actually spend some time and make a few pairs and watch people. So I was really thankful that they agreed to take me on because it's not, you know, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do. Learn how to make them, find people to help you, you know, there's not that many custom cowboy boot makers in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. those and, and the people who do it, they are they want to spend their time actually making the boots, not always just teaching. Right. Yeah. 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 I find in general people are pretty generous. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky thing to bring someone into your studio. No doubt. Now, the 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 people who did teach you uh, or who you apprenticed with uh, were professional ranchers, cowboys. Is this correct? Well, the, you know, they, um, they, I would say primarily they were custom cowboy bootmakers. They also okay. did cowboy work for friends and clients, um, you know, riding cattle to summer pasture and, um, you know, dealing with um, fall pregnancy testing, that, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, uh, you know, on a seasonal basis. But pretty cool. I mean, more than most of us. And I got to go along on some of those rides uh, while I was living out there. And uh, that was fantastic. You know, really fun to do. So from seeing it, the cowboy boot work from that perspective, uh, they're making cowboy boots to be used mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, they need to be built right so that they last as long as possible. Mm -hmm. With you being in DC, is this still something that you focus on? Because um, I know you do a lot of art too, which we which we will get into, but how does that join together in your world of uh, working and learning from a a custom cowboy boot maker who does the work and then also bringing in your art aspects into it. How, do, how does that work in your mind? Well, I sort of heard two questions there. Um, and, you know, the first one is that the boots that I learned to make are the boots that I still make, even though my clients are primarily not riding horses and herding cattle. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, except maybe in their um, office places. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, my clients don't have, um, you know, interest in this more super durable, um, you know, hides like elephant skin and buffalo and things like that, that some cowboy boot or some cowboys are 
people who work in the West do more farming, ranching type work often want, right? Because they're wearing them every day and they get worn out. Um, my clients are pretty much apple, happy with just straight up cowhide um, as a general rule, some alligator sometimes. But um, so that's so that's what I would say about the, the quality of boot I'm making. It, it still could be worn, you know, every day for months on end. It's, it's built with the same quality. Um, in terms of how I incorporate sort of the creative work I do into the boots, you know, they're kind of two separate things. I have my own conceptual ideas that I um, explore in the two-dimensional images that I make out of stitched leather. Um, when it comes to the boots, clients generally know, have an idea of what they want. Um, that sends me down a path. So, you know, I want my state flower on my boot or currently I'm making a pair with seahorses and octopus. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of all over the map. Um, and so that, that, that's, that's quite fun. I love, I love that giving us, being given a starting point and then saying, go, show me, show me what you can show me. Love it. Just got a good question in the chat from Carol Burgess. Uh, she asks, do you like making more of a working boot or the fancy design boots with that uh, seahorse and octopus sort of style or the flowers? Whatever, whatever people want. I mean, I just did a pair of pretty traditional five rows of stitching sort of, you know, feathery, flamey type, very typical um, Western boot pattern. And I mean, that was, that was pretty fun because I don't do that very often. It's just to sit and stitch row after row after row is kind of nice, right? Because it's kind of meditative instead of fussing with my laser cutter and doing all these overlays and inlays, you know. So, but, I'm, but both of them are, have their, you know, joys of making. So you have a, a, a leather laser cutter, like a CNC? I have a um, I have a Glowforge, which is um, more of a you know I, I would almost say hobbyist type of laser cutter. They're sort of um, geared for the at home maker. Um, it cuts a lot more than just leather. Um, they've been out for a, you know a few years now, three four years. Um, really cool tool. Um, super super fun. Uh, so I can get a lot more detail. Uh, in my work um, and save a lot of time. So I don't use it on every pair um, and I probably use it more for the artwork, but it is, it is super cool thing to experiment with. I've been, I've loved having it. Is it just really accurate and it makes your job cutting uh, much more easy because you don't have to worry about getting exactly the same shape. You'll just rely on the machine for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. You know, you want a, you know, sunflower, I will give you a perfect sunflower. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of stuff that's super detailed um, that, you know, to do by hand is just, oof, uh, would, you know, can be really time consuming. So it has opened up some doors in terms of being able to do some more complex stuff. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, my dad has a fabrication company twisted wheel of fabrication he uses the cnc on metal all the time and it's just mm -hmm. like it's done it's accurate and then he moves on to the next thing so just seeing yeah, how right. it helps him with the time in building something uh have you noticed that it, it shaves 
a ton of time off of a pair of boots for you? I mean, you know, it's not like boots aren't, you know, there's four panels. So maybe I'm making eight sunflowers. You know what I mean? It's not hours and hours, but, but it's enough. But it's also just a tool. It's, it's fun to explore with. I don't know. Do you want to see it? I can show you some images. Yeah, totally. Let's see it. Let's take my phone out of its holder. This is an awesome shop. Um, let me just reverse my camera. There we go. Okay, so there's, there's the Glowforge. There's some things sitting on it. Um, but you know, it's got a pretty big, a pretty big bed. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's where the magic happens, right? Just put the items in there and, and then I can just vent it out my window. So that's super convenient. And in terms okay. of some of the things that I'm able to do, for instance, I was talking about the sunflowers. So, you know, that's a pretty detailed little object and I've um, engraved it to get the petal delineation and then I cut it to get the exterior shape. So that's engraved and cut, it's not yeah. sewn. There's, well, there's no stitching on it? Uh, I mean, it's, it's stitched in the center to okay. stitch down to wow. this, this object. This is the image. This is a- That's um, cool. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, from a series I did about um, plants threatened or endangered by um, cattle grazing, urbanization, and climate issues. So um, that was fun. I've done a bunch of flowers, different plants. Do you find yourself using a lot of the engraving technique on, on boots in any way? That's something that I haven't seen explored very often. Um, you know, a bit, a bit. I just did a pair of boots that were, um, had a family tree on them. So I was able to laser etch the names, which was super convenient because, um, you know, stitching names is hard. <laughs> and, and also do, like, you can get a little bit more detail and do things a little bit smaller. I mean, you can stitch names, but they can't be too tiny. So yeah, it definitely gives flexibility and opens up some doors. That is so cool. I love the integration of technology that you have in your shop. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, right. So considering that like most of the tools that I'm using are, you know, like hundreds of years old and ancient, it is pretty fun, the difference between the two. Now, Carol just asked another question here, um, which fits in nicely to the uh, topic right now. Uh, with the laser engraver, do you also do any tooling? Um, in no. addition to that, or do you mainly rely on the uh, engraver for that? Yeah, no, I'm, you know, tooling is leatherworking 2.0 for me. I don't do any tooling. Um, would love to, um, maybe some point in time later, but I'm, I don't do any carving. That's a whole, that's a whole other Bailiwick. So um, I'm sure it could be fun yeah. in combination with tooling to do some laser etching or even just to laser etch the pattern you're going to cut, right? That would yeah, be super. Yeah, for real. That would be thing. interesting. Cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. So you got your leather artwork on, on the wall um, mm -hmm. and you do a lot of leather art. I noticed that you have two websites, one for your boots and one for your leather art. But which came first, the boots or the leather art? So the boots came first. 
And, you know, I mean, hides are just such um, incredible um, materials um, or hide is such an incredible material. You know, I was really, and I have a history of textiles, um, everything from quilting to weaving. And so, you know, it fits well in that um, context. And I just, you know, and I, the work that I do sort of focuses on the relationship of cattle to the American West or to humans to consumption, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a potent material, like what it, what it's, you know, where it's coming from. So um, I do, I've, I've split out the identities. I don't, I don't call it leather art. It's just artwork. Um, it is made from leather primarily. I do do some other stuff, but uh, it just, it's got a whole other span that's available to me that, uh, doesn't happen through the cowboy boots in terms of being able to do um, art fairs and residencies and exhibitions. You know, it's a, it's like the whole other, um, or not the whole other, but it's a, it's a lot of um, things that I can't do making custom cowboy boots because I'm basically making a pair at a time for an individual. I don't do retail. So I'm not exhibiting them as a general rule. I mean, sometimes I apply to contests or every now and then a pair will go somewhere. But so, so that's why I've sort of intentionally split out the identities of the two. Have you ever had leather or just your art customers, excuse me, come through and get a pair of custom cowboy boots from you? Um, I have had boot clients buy my artwork. I have not had- Not the other um, way around? Not yet, but I haven't been doing it for, you know, I've only been doing it for two-ish years, three-ish years. So it's kind of a new thing. So, so we'll see. <laughs> How has your experience making art um, come into uh, helping someone choose a design for their custom boots? Is that a thing? Well, I mean, I don't, you know, it's all employing my creativity on some level. I don't know how I would delineate it, but I'm not trying to get my clients to put imagery on their boot that has to do with my interests. Like I said, people, people always come with an idea. They always want, they always know what they want by and large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we got a question from Saul in the live chat, actually, uh, that is, it goes right along with this topic. Is there anything frustrating during a consultation with a customer that you've experienced? No, people are generally so excited. You know, I mean, it's kind of a novelty to be able to design an item of clothing that you wear, right? And so people are, you know, people are really joyful and lovely. And, um, you know, some, some clients are a little bit more decisive than others and can, you know, be responsive. <laughs> and respond to ideas more quickly but what are you gonna do we're all human in the end so yep <laughs> so true <laughs> so um let's let's talk about the leathers since we were just talking about like the designs and stuff mm -hmm. uh do you normally use uh just the cowhide uh neil yeah. asks or sometimes maybe exotic skins primarily cowhide Sometimes mm -hmm. alligator, um, sometimes ostrich, a little bit of goat for, you know, inlay detailing. Um, but Do you have a favorite? 
No, uh, no, they all have um, interesting properties about them. So, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not big into the exotics. You know, my clients aren't asking for them. I'm not really 100% sure where a lot of these things are coming from and how they're harvested. So that's always kind of made me um, pause. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure how we're getting elephant hides, for instance. Um, yeah. I mean, I've asked my leather, one of my leather suppliers and he's explained how, but I just, I know we're not farming elephant, right? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there's some ethical issues. That uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad my clients aren't asking for them. Yeah, it's important to to understand where some of these things come from. I I agree. Um, yeah. If you can track it down, uh, that's great. But you know, it seems like there are some areas where things can get through with, that necessarily shouldn't at mm, some points. Yeah. So yeah, I respect that. Uh, what is the most enjoyable part? of making boots for you? Um, getting the call from the client when they try them on and they fit and they are shrieking with delight. <laughs> uh, you know, that's pretty great. Um, it's also really fun when you finally decide on the design and you start making it, you know, just sitting down and actually getting to the making is really enjoyable. It's kind of what it's all about. It's when I put mm -hmm. Jeremiah Craig music on in the background and just roll with it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't asked me what I'm listening to in the studio. Yeah, let's hear. What do you What do you listen to right now? It's not. It's It's not very exciting. I'll be honest. I'm kind of a uh, jazz, classical, ambient fan because mm -hmm. the music doesn't have lyrics, and I find that um, sort of much nicer to have on in the background. Um, than, than somebody talking or, or singing. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. like, a, there's so much noise out there all the time, news and music and people talking, you know, it's just, I find that calming. Um, but I'm also a really big fan of a, a morning radio, new music program um, for a Wyoming radio station that I listen to pretty regularly. So. Wow. So you have to tune into that online, right? Cause you're yeah. in Washington DC or does it come all the way? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be some serious FCC signals. No, that is not happening. Right? I'm getting it online. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as far as like jazz and classical or even ambient, what are some of the artists that are filling your playlist these days? Yeah, no, you know what? Um, nobody in particular. It's kind of, it's Just all got on the radio. Yeah, it's all over the map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, mostly um, online as well. Um, not so much a local station because those have, uh, you know, ads. So more more Spotify and um, random random radio stations that have jazz or classical programs. Without the ads, because you like to be in the zone the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, right, who, of course, who wants ads ever? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We got a good question in here from Death Like Reviews. Uh, asking, what are the favorite boots that you've made so far? Oh, you know, there's a, um, a, a pair, a really simple uh, sort of army green with a suede out, turnout for the foot and there are a pair of black and white hawk feathers 
um, you know, I, you know, just the stitching was really conducive to convey the texture of a feather and the proportions were all right. And I don't know, you know, something, it just happens that way. You make a pair and they sing and you go, oh, wow, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that, but that's kind of one of my favorite pairs. Um, it's, which is and it's on a my, pair of green rough out, you said? Yeah, it's on my Instagram feed. Back there I love a bit. It. I love green rough out right now. It's like, that's the one of the, the one of the one colors that is just standing out to me so much. Uh, that and like a blue suede too. Um, are you wearing your green golf pants right now? I'm not wearing <laughs> green golf pants right now. <laughs> I've only I ever just... wore those pants with black boots. <laughs> but it would go really I... well with those green boots too. <laughs> I watched that little program of what pants you can wear uh, with your boots of yours yesterday. And that was hilarious. <laughs> I just have to tell you, you though, I, I, my only comment would be, but can you wear the same black t-shirt with all three pairs of pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? You didn't go there. You didn't like take in the whole outfit, Jeremiah. <laughs> Those are for other videos. You can't cover every topic in every video right? or else I would just be out of ideas and I wouldn't even be talking to you. I'd just give up. <laughs> <laughs> How many boots have you made for yourself? You know, I have about six pairs. Yeah. And do you make them as sort of a experiment or do you make them uh, because you want, like you want them and, and you have an inspiration to make them? Yeah, well, you know, there's my first pair of boots, um, which are sitting, um, I don't know if we can see it. Yeah, they're up there, they're up there. Um, uh, oh, up, yeah. top, on top of my leather stack, but anyway, um, and, and perfect, perfectly wearable. Um, I don't, you know, I just oftentimes clients will come in and I won't have a pair of boots in the shop for them to see to explain things. So that's why I brought that pair in. Um, and then I've made pair, a pair for competition. Uh, you know, I, ha I really just wanted a black and a blue pair. Um, so uh, I'm about to make myself another pair. I'm going to experiment with a different making process. Um, maybe incorporating a zipper um, or also just doing, instead of a four-part boot, doing a two-part boot. So Ooh, Nice. So I figure that I have to- That sounds hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think actually, I mean, yes, of course it sounds hard because I haven't done it yet, but I hear from other boot makers. It's not, you just got to do it and you'll go, oh yeah. And figure out the other proportions and rules that you need to take in mind for attaching the vamp and the counters and stuff. So that's really what it's, it's doing is figuring out those details so that maybe I can offer it to other clients. Cause I think um, it would give me a, you know, a, more creativity. I mean, if, you, if the boot's just one piece, you know, you can do a whole scene, whereas having the front and back and the mirror images. Um, yeah, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, they look so good. I've been looking at a, a, a few two, like two part boots and uh, where, where the vamp comes up, it just looks so clean and I, they just look so classic it's it's such a good look but i but yeah. every time i see one i i'm just imagining how hard it must be to to make that and make it perfect every time but there's more about the fit 
people say there's a little bit of compromise in the fit because you can't pre-stretch and shape the leather in the same way. So in terms of the oh, pull-on primarily. So I'm curious about that. Interesting. So the the crimping would be different. Is is that an issue when you're making the two-piece? Well, I don't know because I haven't made a pair yet. So. But do you, you, you must stretch all, you must crimp all of your leather and stretch it all when you're, when you're making them or is that? Yes, there are, there are crimp boards that you would use. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. I've, yeah. I, I'm, I'm still new to like how the boot is built, but that two piece, the two piece build of a boot sounds uh, super complex to me. And I'm definitely interested in, uh, in following that when you do make those. Um, when are you, because when are you going, some, when are you, yeah, when are you going to go make your first pair of boots? I don't know. I, I would probably do it on, you know, one of your, uh, starting points where with a, with a class, but yeah. I don't think that I would ever do it like full time or anything. Like no, I, no. I just want to make songs, but I want to definitely make a pair, uh, by doing a chorus someday. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, I, yeah. I think you should just take a, you know, one week, two week vacation and go and go do it. Just make a pair for the sake of your um, interviewing skills, if nothing else. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> that would be awesome. And also yeah. to 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 have a, a pair of boots that I would be able to make and then respect everybody I talk to even more. Right. I mean, I already right. respect all of you guys so much. It's just like, there's things that I know would just blow my mind yeah, uh, right. in, in the process. Did you find that there was that moment for you when you were building your first pair uh, where you said, wow, this is a lot harder. This one aspect is much harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't consider, you know, I'd never made a pair of shoes. I wasn't even thinking about how they all fit together. Yeah, I was impressed with the complexity for sure. I mean, it took two full weeks to make a pair of boots, you know, and I guess I was a beginner, but I also had someone who was, was hardcore professional standing over me saying, oh, now do that, now do that. Sometimes doing parts of it for me to show me. And so, yeah, they're complicated. I mean, uh, you know, getting the fit and not to mention all the design aspects. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. Mm -hmm. Is there anything from boot making that you've learned either about yourself or that you've been able to apply to life in general? I talk to a lot of boot makers and they have like this wisdom that is just <laughs> next level. And I always get like these little, uh, these little segments. It's just like the wisdom that you all have is incredible. I want to, I want to know what is something that you've been able to apply to everyday life through boot making? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I wish, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I've had that moment of, you know, lightning striking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I guess, I guess the, you know, the, all of it, um, boots have made me some pretty interesting connections. Um, you know, uh, it's when people, you know, come up and say, oh, I love your boots. And then you say, I made them, they freak out, you know, there's, um, some interesting opportunities that have arisen from people who learn that I make boots. And so there's some, there's some kind of weird serendipity. Uh, in that and it's an unconventional profession which is a general rule people respond to 
pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I would say uh, there's a lot to the novelty of it that's been kind of interesting in terms of how that manifests in the rest of my life. No doubt. And helps build your network a little bit easier just because people are interested in talking to you about it. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Sometimes there's clients come of it. Uh, and sometimes, you know, other times it's just general interest, but either way. So with you being in Washington, D.C., uh, it's not the first place to, that comes to mind for a custom cowboy boot maker. Is there anything that is different about working in the nation's capital than would be, um, say, in the state that everybody thinks of right away when thinking about custom cowboy boots, Texas? Right. Well, um, as I like to say, there's plenty of cowboys in this town. So, um, you know. and again, that whole, um, they're iconic, you know, people want them and, you know, in a way the entire country is represented in Washington, DC, right? Every state and all the people that are here representing those states. So, um, might be less, uh, or, uh, more obvious place for boots than maybe New York city or another major, you know, metropolitan area. Do you have clients that uh, have served in the government or are elected representatives? Um, yes. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we say. <laughs> More of our representatives need cowboy boots, and I'm glad they're choosing custom. <laughs> right. <laughs> now... When you're, when you're, uh, and you don't have to say who they were or anything, but this is just something that came to my mind. When you're fitting them, when you're getting their measurements, do you ever like try to uh, slide in your interests on how they might stand on a particular issue here or there? You just, you know, um, measure them and then go about building their boots. Yes. Well, you know, like any good workplace, politics are not discussed. <laughs> Right. That's got to yeah. be tough in Washington, D.C., though. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, considering the majority of workplaces around here are government-based. Um, mm -hmm. Although, actually, you know, if you work in government, you aren't necessarily, you aren't supposed to talk politics either. So there's that kind of funny conundrum, right? You work for the country, you don't work for a party. That's good. I'm glad that that's mm -hmm. the way that uh, that's the way it should be. That's right. So when you are, when you do have uh, your clients, your client makeup. This is a this is a question from Neil. Uh, are they mainly females or males? For Both. the most part. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty even split. Maybe two thirds female. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to go count, but mm -hmm. pretty even. Love it. Uh, who do you like to work with more, the males or the females? You know, no, no preference. It's all about personality. Mm -hmm. When you when when you're working with a, a person trying to get their design of their boot, and uh, you you must be like working off of their personality. Um, say if they're a little bit more reserved, or maybe they're a little bit more bubbly. Does that go into the design uh, ideas that you have? For, for their boots? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, as a general rule, I'm always trying to encourage people to go for the most distinctive boot possible. Because you can go buy, you know, a black or brown pair of boots, you know, pretty much anywhere. And, you know, even these days, you can get some pretty um, sparkly, bedazzled, colorful boots, you know, that, the, embroider, the embroidery that's become so popular. You know, they can be pretty lively, but I do, I do try, try to encourage clients to kind of go for it. Um, and, you know, most are game, because if you're already, you mm -hmm. know, ordering a custom pair of footwear, you're pretty much into it to start with. Um, sometimes people resist. I did have one client come back later and say, oh, I wish, I sh I wish I'd gone more bold. Um, woman who owns a brown pair of boots. <laughs> um, so, but you know, I, I give people, I do a bunch of different drawings and give people options and, um, uh, you know, I, I stitch an entire top to as a final sample. So people really know what they're getting before they get it. So they're comfortable with it. And, um, you know, it's, it's all about what, what the client wants to wear. I mean, you're trying to make people happy. So it's not, I don't need to push my agenda. And do people have to come in and meet with you uh, to get measured? Or is it something that they can do online or over the phone with you? Um, as a general rule, I need to fit people in person. Mm -hmm. So there's a, you know, there's a couple of instances in which I um, haven't been able to be in person with someone. So it sort of just depends on them and they're capable of you know, giving me measurements that I can trust. But um, as a general rule, you know, it is a custom product. So I really want to um, make sure that I have the measurements right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because it's a so, painful process if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and do, you, do you get really worried like, and really nervous when no. somebody comes in and tries their boots on for the first time? No, as, as a general Why not? I'm, I'm not the um, nervous worrying type. So, and I guarantee fit and um, I pay attention and, uh, you know, the exception of a couple of times that's worked for me. So, yeah, it's always a relief. Wow, that's really nice. I, I will yeah. admit, but that, that must be really nice not to be nervous about something that you spent so much time and effort on um, and then just have complete confidence that. You know, it's going to fit not so even when even before, like I go live or do shows, I'm a little bit nervous, like, OK, we got to do this. And, and I use those 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 nerves to help me, you know, give me energy and and, and go out and do the best that I can do. Um, it's it's incredible. I wouldn't I can't even imagine not having any of those nerves. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's again, I'm, I'm showing them. I'm showing them a sample of what the boot's going to look like. So that part's pretty much taken care of, right? They visually mm -hmm. know what they're getting. Um, because that, because that could, I think, create some, somebody gets a pair of boots and goes, Oh, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be, you know, like that would be awkward and not fun. So I've alleviated yeah. that potential. And then just in terms of the fit, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've been making them for a while. So I, I guess you get more comfortable with every pair that fits, maybe a, a smidge more comfortable. 
Love it. That is so, that's, that's such a good place to be in. Uh, can you uh, drop your, uh, your social media, maybe your, your website? We got lots of people asking about your website and uh, lots of interest in the live chat right now. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so my website is chasecustomboots.com. Um, that in my Instagram handle is Chase Custom Boots. Um, the artwork is chasedeforest.net and um, which and, and the Instagram handle is chase.deforest. There um, you can you and through either website or either Instagram handle you can find the other. And I definitely recommend everybody uh, follow on Instagram and check out the website because uh, your work is really cool. Love oh, looking at all so those much. pictures of the boots. Yeah, that's so kind yeah, of you. It, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely deserved because those boots look incredible. Well, uh, thanks. And, uh, you want I a pair, you... Jeremiah? Come on. Hell yeah, I do. As soon as I got enough money, I'm totally coming to everybody I've talked to so far. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how you choose, right? There's so many. <laughs> So but it's fun though, because everybody has a different outlook, a different personality. So as I talk to more people in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, now if I wanted this kind of boot, I would probably go to this person. Or if I wanted this kind, I would go to this person. So I'm already like drawing connections and making this map of all the custom boots that I want and who exactly I want to make them for me. Right. <laughs> it's like fringe benefits of talking to everybody. <laughs> I have done a pair of boots with guitars. Love it. Yeah. What kind of guitars? Um, Electric guitars, acoustic? No, acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It's a nice, what else it's were a nice, they? But a guitar is good because it's, you know, it's vertical in term, and mm -hmm. vertical images are always much easier to do on a vertical boot. What what leather was the the rest of the boot? Was what it like leather? an alligator cowhide? No, no, what, it was cowhide. Yeah. Or the specs? Just cowhide boot. Bunch of Is, initials. Did you cut that with the laser too? I you know what I don't think I did actually because um, I think that was before I owned my laser cutter. Did it the old fashioned way. That's right. I <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Awesome, Chase. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. Uh, this was awesome. I loved learning about how you're combining the technology uh, with some of the uh, older tools that you have in your shop. That laser cutter is incredible and seeing your artwork there. This was an awesome conversation. So thank you so much for spending this time with oh, me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope to meet you in person somewhere down the line. Yes, me too. That would be great. Yeah, let me know when you have a gig day. in D.C. Do you ever play in D.C.? I haven't played in D.C. yet, but it's definitely on the list for sure. Yeah, I mean, Boston's not that far away, so. No, not that far away at all. I drove past D.C. for a wedding just a couple weeks ago in Virginia. Right. So right. I've done it and I can do it one day for sure. Yeah, no, it's easy. Well, great. Well, thank you for the opportunity and um, good luck with your upcoming interviews. And I'll be I'll be looking for the next um, video about what shirts to wear with your boots. Yes, totally. I have done a couple on them, but I don't know if I've done uh, one complete 
that one I would have to get some um, input from the community because I'm sure that would be a very controversial video, even more so than the pants one. <laughs> or you could you could do a video on all of your different haircuts because that's also an impressive um, array of uh, styles too. <laughs> yep, they're all on YouTube too, spanning back like ten years. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I have great. all of my haircuts up. <laughs> thanks so much chase you're the best yeah. take uh, care have bye, a great everyone. rest of your day everybody Thank watching you. right now or after the fact check her out online chasecustomboots.com and on instagram okay you're bye, the best